man with the great big stone. He lays down on beat like a ton of coal. He goes by the name of King Creole. You know he's gone, gone, gone. Jumping like catfish on a pole. Yeah. You know he's gone, gone, gone. Out of hip shaking King Creole. Starts to do it, it's as good as done He holds his skin tall like a Tommy gun He starts to growl without any throat He bends a string and that's all she wrote You know he's gone, gone, gone Jumping like a catfish on a He sings a song about a crowd at home. He sings a song about a jelly roll. He sings a song about a pork and greens. He sings some blues about a New Orleans. You know he's gone, gone, gone. Jumping like a cat. Something sweet, no matter how he plays, you gotta get him on your feet. When he gets a rockin' beaver, baby, it ain't even sinks. He don't stop playing till his guitar breaks. You know he's gone, 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 jumping like a catfish on a pole. Yeah, you know he's gone, 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 out of that hip chicken game. You won't. 
self-respect You feel like an insect Well, don't you worry, buddy Cause here he comes Through the ghettos and the barrio And the barry and the slum His shadow is cast wherever he stands Stacks of green paper in his red right hand what you have to do. 
to make me love you too.
Hey, this has been Bug Out Square. Thanks. Uh, stay tuned for nothing, man. They're gone. They're gone. But uh, let me tell you, that was Marianne Faithful. That was uh, ELO, My Bell. Uh, hold on, hold on. We had Tom Jones in there. Some Bright Eyes. Some Elvis. Some... Uh, some Nick Cave, some uh, 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 Bright Eyes, I said that, some uh, Snow Patrol, Velocity Girl. Stay tuned next week. Uh, we'll be here. Um, this is Bug Out Squirrels, this is Mutiny Radio. Above all. Sometimes I feel you're sitting next to me, listening to my story.
nipples. Sky. 
so fitting we'll let it play out for four minutes and 20 seconds. We're live here at Mutiny Studios. Studio line is open. 415-550-0511. My name is Paul Brumbon. You're on the edge. Uh, not kitten. No kitten. No Brandon. Just me and the mistress. Laying it down. Wait, hold on. That didn't sound right. <laughs> we said laying it down, not laying down. What? Not to be confused with laying down. Oh. I could lay down too. Yeah. We could do it in a lot of positions. Hey, we're back here on the edge. It's another <laughs> Sunday. Like I said, no one's hills is here except for the armed guards at the studio door as we have every week in case we have, you know, pests that try to come to the door. They always shoot first, ask questions later. Uh, that's it. Uh, that's it. But you know, if we're letting it play out, we're letting them play the boys play out. Uh, we have a big, big show ahead of you. So much content. Yeah. It's oozing, oozing out. Oozing. Oozing out. That's right. Get a shot of penicillin. It's oozing out. That's what it's doing. And I know Mistress right now is just tweeting about the show. Tweet? Well, that's why you're on your phone. Well, I was trying to look up news. You were, oh, I thought you were. My, no, my phone is not very, yeah. Not very friendly? No. It's very I'm big, not, though. I didn't think I'd be sitting in this seat today, so I didn't bring my laptop. Yes, I'm already starting the crazy laugh already. It's hour one and I'm already doing the silly laugh. Um, yeah, I know. I know you didn't see. You'd think you were to be sitting there. So Brandon Ray's out. He's out on a day in the city. Yeah. So lucky him. Lucky him. Enjoying this beautiful weather we have here in uh, California and the Bay Area. It's looking very beautiful. And then um, Kitten's not enjoying the day. She's a little under the weather. She's owie. She's owie. She's under the weather. Yeah. So. I'm owie too. Thank God, not that owie. You're, yeah, you're you're owie, but not that owie. We're all kind of feeling it. Um, so it's the weather change. For one, it's beautiful. It's it's getting really nice outside. Yesterday, last few days have been very hot, warm. Yeah, I like that it's kind of windy. To, not that I like the wind, but the wind kind of with the breeze it down a little. Right. I mean, like two days ago, it was just hot. Y yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Seems yeah, like two yeah. days ago. Well, Friday was like that too, but yesterday was just like, oh, okay, I don't want to get in my car. Yeah, so yeah. I don't go anywhere. It's too hot. My car is black. And so it just radiates heat. Yeah. And so, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not good. Definitely not a day for the seat warmers. <laughs> no. Unless you're delivering hot pizza to someone, then it's the perfect day. No. Yeah. So uh, let me see. What do we have on today's show? Let me see. Let me go look. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> lots of stuff. <laughs> wow. Do you believe all that stuff that you see on the board that we're going to have? This is the imaginary. This is our imaginary whiteboard for the people that can't see us. <laughs> it's imaginary. Well, no well it's imaginary to us. <laughs> it's real to you guys. We're looking at all the things. Wow. I don't know how we're going to fit all this in. I don't either. I don't because I, I don't even know what Dino Pants is. 
<laughs> yeah, you're, you're reading your Dino <laughs> Pants radio. Yeah, no, I, I think you're reading too deeply into it. No, this, I mean, literally, this is imaginary. There's a whiteboard there. There's not stickers on a wall. You're not in a radio station. This is actually a programming ah. room, and we're, we're looking at all the choices on today's show. Wow. Wow. Lots. Stop. So much stuff. Um, so, so much. Yeah, so that's why we let the song I'm play on out. Overload. I am. I am on sensory overload because it was the power. Speaking on about uh, overload, we had a little bit of a, uh, a, an electrical overload here in San Francisco on Friday. Um, all the power went out. Kaplooey. Kaplowey. Pow. All of San Francisco? Well, only, a hundred th- only about 100,000 of us. Us. You were here? Yes. <laughs> I was here. I was feeling every bit of it. I was locked in a basement. I was up on a I was up on a window washing rig and the uh, power gave out. Uh no. No? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I was in an elevator. Uh, I'd rather be in an elevator. With a guy transporting spiders. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no? <laughs> I wouldn't be in that elevator. <laughs> you wouldn't be in that elevator? Well, you wouldn't know until the power goes out and you go, man, what do you got in your case since uh-huh. we're sitting here talking for the next six hours? Oh, I don't ask people what they carry with them. <laughs> it says dangerous spiders on the side. <laughs> <laughs> if you can tell, she has a little bit of a fear of fi- uh, spiders, uh, fires, spiders, fires, spiders, fire spiders. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, so we lost the power here. So uh, it crippled the city for a good part of the day. Um, wow, these guys have never, like, uh, hung out at my house. I lose the power all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I don't pay the bill, but it's a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it was crippling. The window washers and everything, they were stuck. In, yeah, there was there was there was multiple people that were there was like at least one window washing rig, and then um, they were talking to the elevator and fireman crews that were going around. So a lot of them were right around Union Square for the most part, and people were like stuck. And so the one guy said he had already rescued like thirteen different elevators. Mm. I go, that's a lucky number. <laughs> were they on the thirteenth floor? Yeah, exactly. Of course, it was on Friday the 13th. But, and so... No, it wasn't. I know. Shh. For our listeners at home, don't look at your calendar. It's way better. <laughs> it's way better that way. This is all figment of our imagination. That's creepy. Anyway. He's right. No, it's not. <laughs> so, that's what happened here in San Francisco. But I just realized... Well, I didn't just realize. I've, I've known this for a long time. Is that... Well, okay, so places like San Francisco, for the most part, well, you know, they they talk about gentrification. So San Francisco is going through gentrification. It is getting, um, you want to, if you want to call it urban renewal, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, basically um, everything that's being torn down is being built up and it's being built up bigger and better and whatever. But you got to remember that we're still living on the same infrastructure. And when you're talking about buildings, 
You're, they're still talking about the same power that are coming into the buildings, the same sewer lines that are going in and out of the buildings. It's, it, it, that is still the same. But then you have to worry about the roads, um, the parking, how many people you're actually adding, especially if you're adding housing. You know, you add 650 units, that's more than 650 people because there's like an average of 2.5 people that live, you know, per room or whatever. So, yeah, but even businesses are the same way. Right. And so if you look at it, no matter what, uh, we knock down these smaller buildings, we put up bigger buildings and just the the actual physical infrastructure of, you know, like all those things. And then you have to worry about all the emergency um, um, services like police departments, fire departments and all those response times. When you add that many people to a populace, you don't necessarily add that much um, emergency services exponentially to your to your infrastructure. It would be nice if we did, but if you know it, everybody's going through budget cuts, yeah, and they keep, have been for decades. We keep losing them, right? So we're losing all of our safety features. Yeah, all of our emergency response systems that we're supposed to be ramping up and getting better at what we're doing, because quite honestly, as a country, uh, most of the time we're fucking failing at the stuff we're doing. We're not getting to our own people quicker. We're actually getting to other countries quicker than we're getting to our own people in our own countries with natural na natural disasters. So Yeah, because people have their priorities in the wrong place. Sure, and, and 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 we lack training and some knowledge and some and there's a lot of red tape and bureaucracy and, and politics wrapped up in all this bullshit, um, like infrastructure. We were just talking about infrastructure. Look at our roads. Our roads suck. We talked about it last week. Our roads are full of potholes. Our roads look like Swiss cheese here in California. You know, every They're time I horrible. look, they are horrible, horrible, horrible. Let's put, you know, another, you know, in my town, we're doubling our uh, population within like two years from now. At they least. say something, they go from like uh, 49 or 50,000 people in Redwood City proper to somewhere near 100,000 people or what is that? Yeah, 100,000 people. And that's crazy. Yeah. You know, you put that many more people on the roads and that many more people driving and that many more... Well, in two, in what was it, two years now, they, they tore down, what, three or four two-story buildings, and they're all five or six-story buildings now. Yeah, and, and they're, they're doing housing and they're now. Gonna, and they're going to do the same with more in that city. And so it's just, I... That's what they're doing with the one block at the end. Yeah, there's another, there's another section of town, which is not that far from where the six cranes were in the last few years. Yeah. That's getting the same thing done. And we know that um, there's a block in downtown Redwood City that's being leveled, yep. which is at whatever Broadway at uh, Jefferson. So that's going away. And, you know, that's not just they're not just going to, um, you know, remodel the one story building. Oh, God, no. I'm going to guess it's going up four, three, four. And everything I would around say probably it probably equivalent to the one across the street, which is the one that's got the movie theater, the movie theater in it. Right. So at least two or three, like a two I think story. That's a three or four. Is that a three or four? Yeah, technically, because of the the height of the floors. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking they're gonna do something like that just to mimic that which is funny because then you start looking at like the opposite corner. We're talking about four corners here in Redwood City um, that you know 
again, one is retail now. Used to be single story, but now it's been uh, retrofitted and is or not retrofitted, but it's been uh, basically bulldozed down and rebuilt up, and it's a, an equivalent of a four-story building um, across the street. Um, that's going to be knocked down. Probably going to go to the same level. Now, Kitty Corner to it, they have a two-story building, or I'm sorry, across the street they have a two-story building where Pete's Coffee is, and then if you go Kitty Corner to the restaurant, one-story building maybe. I think one or two story, but it, it's going to start dwarfing everything around it. Before you know it, everybody that does something or buys a property or flips a property, they're going to go up with it. Yeah. The kids, they can't go out with it. Because developers are buying it out. Right. I mean, if we were in the middle of, you know, whatever, Nebraska, Montana or something, and we had a little bit of land, you know, maybe we're going out with it. But right here in the middle of our metropolises, we're going up. Yeah, it's it's too many people in such a small area. You already complain about all the traffic and people can't get here and there. And, you know, it, people, you, they tell you take public transportation. Great, I'll take public transportation. But the problem is if I'm taking public transportation the same time everybody else is taking public transportation, I can't get there without taking two hours out of my day well see that's what the problem here is it takes me 20 minutes to drive to work but if i actually took public transportation it and i've calculated it would take me an hour and 15 minutes just because the timing of everything else so if you guys know san francisco at all basically where um china basin is all the way up through um like third fourth fifth sixth streets all the way up to about i think ninth all those lights were knocked out going all the way past market street that's insane. And so when you're talking about, I think the, the, you'd have to check, you can ask Surrey, but I think the population here in San Francisco is nearly 400,000 people, another 300,000 or no, a million. Okay. A million people here in San Francisco, 400,000 people, I think commute in here daily, um, go in and out of the city daily. So that's 400,000. That's almost a half million people daily that commute. Um, and, and not any or the public transportation there was let me see bart was only only one station which was montgomery street was actually out but it didn't affect the actual bart line they just did not stop they ended up closing that station um but but bart ran through so public transportation was fine um and actually uh commuting out of the city at the end of the workday, five, six o'clock wasn't bad um, in some areas. It didn't look that bad. But the beginning of the day, the morning commute was just wiped out. Um, a lot of the shops downtown couldn't do anything, so they had to close their doors. No security, no ways of ringing people up. Um, there were people that were um, staying in business. A lot of the little mom and pop places, the places that were doing business and using something like Apple Pay or Square um, that had access to charging people by credit card um, oh, through their, through, yeah, their, through their devices, yeah. right. And they didn't need Wi-Fi because a lot of people were dependent upon their Wi-Fi. So a lot of people were using data services. Right, so data what, services. What kind, of, what kind of shops were open? Because you, if you're talking about restaurants or whatever, were there, what are they cooking? Right. Certain, th- right, certain things, power. right. Certain places like they had just made coffee. Right. So coffee was sold out. Um, But if you're talking about that, yeah, they had to make food or whatever. So a lot of places like that. But then they were even crippled because the people that were trying to use 
Um, things like data services. Everybody went from Wi-Fi to data, and all of a sudden, everybody's data slowed down. Why? Because you have everybody. The iCloud can't hang with that much at once. Well, it couldn't handle the infrastructure of everybody it's going away. Sixty-four. Huh? 864,000 people people. in San Francisco last year. So nearly a million. So um, half of those people commute in and out of the city, or at least there's, there's, I think a total of half those people commute, like there's like three or 400,000 people that commute in and out of the city every day um, during the work week. Yeah, there's an additional. In and out. Well, it's part of it is the residents of San Francisco that are going out of San Francisco for work. Other people that are coming into the city for work. And I don't, I can't remember exactly how it's broken down, but that's a lot of people. Okay. Um, I think they said at one point they even had like 50,000 Uber drivers. I'm like, wow, really? And when you look at, when you go on to some street like Market Street or Mission and you just sit there and you count Uber stickers going by you, yeah, you, you lose track very quickly because the numbers are just going skyrocketing. Just da 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 da. You can't count them quick enough. So when you have all those things happening and then, so what I guess my main point is the infrastructure can't handle it. Look at what happened here. We had a little fire at a substation, a PG&E substation in, in the, um, uh, like uh, basically the lower tenderloin section, upper, uh, civic center, um, where the PG&E substation, they had some, uh, insulation fire. And it basically, that's how many people are crippled. Now, that was just one station knocked out that much stuff. Man, um, they said the same day, they had a similar situation in New York City happen. Which is interesting. The same thing happened in New York City on Friday. Really? Yeah, something very similar. But it only wiped out certain people. So you can look that up but, if you like. But it was the same. It was like a power outage, and it affected the morning commute. And I think with them, it actually affected their public transportation, which is their subway. So there was some panic there. Um, and, I'm, and I'm, you're looking it up now. So It says blackout hit L.A., New York, and San Francisco. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but (laughs) if you were checking, if you were testing the waters, if you were putting your big toe in the end of the pool just to see how, how cold it is, wouldn't you throw a couple test runs out there? Duh. So kind of funny that it hit, you know, New York, LA, San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Three of our main places outside Metropolis. And look and look at how it affected our business. Like uh the one business I actually saw there was a there was a cafe near um Union Square that said, Oh yeah, we've already lost ten thousand dollars worth of business and it hadn't even been noon. I was like, Wow, you guys do ten thousand dollars in business before noon? Holy shit. For one, don't go on the news. And tell everybody that's how much you make because you'll have a robber there the next week trying to rip off the, the bank receipts. 
to I think you're lying for insurances insurance reasons and if you were on the news and you said that I don't know I don't know what you was doing but that's a lot of, that's a lot of do re me for a coffee shop yeah no kidding it was a, it was a co- it was a cafe it was it wasn't just a coffee shop it was a cafe but still well, if, they're that's making, a, if they're making food that's that's that could be possible maybe that's their normal that's Early a lot time. that's a there's, lot of dough so where i work in san mateo there's a little place across the streets had multiple different little restaurants come and go throughout the years that i've been there been there almost a decade i think this is like the fourth or fifth restaurant right this little thing is only open at really 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 early in the morning like so early the sun ain't up yet and then they're closed by two o'clock in the afternoon but on weekends our office has to hire a security guard to keep their patrons from parking in our lot right because they are so slammed Hmm. they don't have enough parking and then there's constantly you know they're constantly have a line out the door for their ordering and all their seats are constantly full and it's getting warmer and it's getting worse so it's possible right (laughs) and i mean they just they serve breakfast and lunch stuff and that's it that's all they serve but they are slam packed from the moment they're open till the moment they close wow (laughs) and i've never seen we've never seen anybody do anything good in that little area well, it's funny because some places it's all about location, 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 and the other time it's about the actual business and the customer service and the product that they're selling or whatever the deal is. Sometimes they actually have a draw. I, th- I Yeah, and I think maybe because there aren't many restaurants that are close to that you can go get something slightly fast. I mean, it's not a fast food restaurant, but they make stuff quick. Right. <clears throat> um, and it's different than anything else we have there. It's, you know, yeah, so yeah, right. I, I think it's it, it's because they're efficient. It's popular. It's popular because they're efficient and they're not ripping you off blind. And it's something different. There you go. All right, guys. Hey, if you haven't got enough, uh, check us out. Definitely call in. <laughs> Spend some time with the Edge. Four one five 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 zero zero five eleven. We're gonna go off and do a little thing here. Um, this goes out to somebody. You know who you are. Oh wow, I forgot. We didn't even leave it up for you. Uh, there we go. How rude. That was funny. Um, I don't know why I didn't leave it up there, but uh, this one goes out to a sick little kitten. Oh, meow, meow. Meow, meow. We'll be back after this.
at sattva.com. My ex-girlfriend wanted to fuck me with a strap-on. What's your name? What's your name, yelling girl? Talk to me. Gia. Gia. Oh, are you with a guy? No. No. Do you need money? Are you just making noise for no reason? What's that? And I love you. That's how easy it is. Someone's getting chlamydia. Are you pretty? Oh, good, because I fucking need a pretty girl. How old are you? you might, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I might be too old for you. 30. 30. Oh, you're too old for me. <laughs> but my ex-girlfriend wanted to fuck me with a strap. All right. Um, she's like, I don't want to fuck you with a strap on. And I'm like, all right. Because um, I'm not homophobic at all. Uh, but she already had one, which kind of gave me the creeps. <laughs> I'm waiting in the bed. She's in the other room. What size do you want? <laughs> I don't know, whore. Uh, it's my first time. You might want to leave the Shaquille O'Neal and bring me the Jackie Chan. <laughs> so I'm laying in bed, kind of propped up on my elbows. I'm naked. And she comes in with this little purple strap on and she kneels between my legs and she takes my ankles and she pushes me all the way onto my back, which almost killed the mood because my stomach fat and tits accordioned into each other. If she would have moved my ankles back and forth, Danny boy would have played out of my crack. And she's poking it against my ass, not a lot, just enough to turn my asshole into parentheses. <laughs> and I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> And then she pushed a little harder, just a bit, and I was like, I have to shit, I have to shit, I have to shit. <laughs> and she said, and I quote, don't be such a faggot. We are back. That was from uh, Please Be Offended with Jim Norton. Of course, you should be offended. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And right before that, it was Leave My Kitten Alone by the Beatles from the anthology. (laughs) Meow, meow. So there's that. Uh, We're back. Sorry for the little bit of dead air in between the two. I just didn't think you wanted to listen to the entire commercial. Just the website. All right. So, what else we got going on here? Uh, Thirty-three past the hour. Ooh. 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 So, what else we got going on in our world? We're looking now. Um, you were looking at stuff in the news, weren't you? You were. Yeah, I was you looking were. up all the the 
LA, New York, and San Francisco. So it, it, it is strange that all that stuff's happening, and we have to be aware. We don't have to be paranoid, but we got to be aware. There's yeah, a difference, saying, right? So they were saying San Francisco got hit the worst. Because it was like 90-plus thousand or something. Close to 100,000. Yeah, so, but in New York, they were worried because I guess the first place that had a power outage was one of the subway stations. Right. So, but then That's they got it back really fast. But a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, just like you were Panicked. saying, were thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe this is some kind of cyber attack or something like that. And because I guess in 2016, somebody posted some big old report that said you know oh yeah our, they did are uh, you know everything's vulnerable well duh yeah and then we, i mean we already knew that but hey let's let's post specifically what you think is even more vulnerable okay the so the here's the problem with that guy so the problem is is that guy was like a an author and he actually if it's the same guy that i'm thinking about he even talked about the oroville spillway and stuff so he said that there were certain vulnerabilities that we had, and he tried to tell whoever, but they just, like, swept him under the rug. So he ended up making his own independent either book or review of it, and that's why people were pissed off. Because now it's kind of like it's, – it's almost like the terrorist playbook 101, if you will. And it's like, okay, well, why did you do that? Well, because nobody was fucking listening to me. Yeah, well... And so, listen, because, like, shit like this. So, like, again, you shouldn't be paranoid, but you should be so aware. There's a fine line. Yeah, but if you're trying to get somebody to listen to you, you want the right people to listen to you. Publishing a book where the entire world is going to be able to pay attention is not the way to go because and, now you're giving the information to the wrong right, people right. but this guy free this guy was much. actually paid i want to say this guy was actually paid to actually do this for like i want to okay so the one guy i'm thinking about actually did a report on the oroville spillway and actually told the government because they he was paid by the government to do this survey of the spillway and other things that were happening in California. And they say, he goes, yeah, you better fix it. And they didn't do anything about it. And then years later, they're saying, oh, look what happened. And he was like, I told you. So if you had listened to me, we wouldn't have gone through that. Well, it had never, never from day one had passed the, um, inspections that said right. you know if if it had an earthquake yeah it because wasn't they, gonna survive it it didn't even it wasn't even an earthquake that took the it yeah, out no, no, right no. it was our rain it couldn't even handle water which wow. is what it's supposed to be handling By the way, sorry yeah so you know you know it's absolutely correct and, and, and it's it's scary because um some of it is, is like that. They, I think they went in and they said, oh, well, it's going to cost X amount of million. Yeah, we can't to, fix it. And they said, well, we can't fix it. And so they went back in and like re-estimated it and said, well, is there something else you can do? Because they ended up making whatever there was, the emergency spillway off to the side of it that ended up helping it or something. And it still wasn't enough. Well, they started using... That's well, yeah, but they actually they had actually built it, it or something, or no, they it was didn't. Already there. It was already there, but they yeah, never but intended on using they it. They had or no something. intention on, on ever, ever needing it, but right. they had to use it, and right. it still didn't. I mean, it relieved pressure, 
Right. But not enough. Right. I mean, we're it, talking it, about some, when we're talking about a spillway. What, what is its purpose? To hold water. Right. If you don't make it so that it will hold water in the area you're in, and you got it, we're in California. You have to pay attention to earthquakes and things like that. If it's not gonna pass its first inspection. And you're already told from the very beginning on day one that hey, if you have a major earthquake, well, it wasn't an after that. What what? You got to figure out some way to fix it, otherwise, you know this is going to happen. So, I mean, no, it wasn't from the beginning that it it was. No, I heard that it has never. I mean, I'm not positive because I didn't look it up yet, but I heard that it had never passed. Oh, okay. So let's. Let's go right to... Look it up. Find yeah, out. The Orville Dam. Oh, let's go right to the whole thing instead of just reading a snippet. Hmm. All right. So the uh, Orville Dam. The Orville Dam is an earth-fill embarkment dam on the Feather River, River east of the city of Oroville, California, in the Sierra Nevada foothills east of Sacramento Valley. At 770 feet, high it is the tallest dam in the u.s and serves mainly a wa- uh, for water supply hydroelectricity uh, generation and flood control the dam impounds lake oroville the second largest man-made lake in the state of california capable of storing more than 3.5 million acres acre feet of water uh, built by the california department of water resources um when was it built i want real stuff um construction began in 1961 the opening date was in 1968 um let me see if it actually has any um negative stuff planning construction da 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 river accident valve accident so there's been actually there's so there was a there was an accident in 09, 13, 15 and 17. So in 05 the dam was relicensed in 09 the river valve had an accident 13 and 15 spillway cracks and inspections and then in 2017 we had the uh the failure. Uh, um but i don't see anything about the reports no i don't see anything about it about it not passing it the first time in 1951 the california state engineers um uh, proposed that the feather river project the direct predecessor of the swp which included a major dam anyway it doesn't looks like they had to do it um uh, proposed strongly opposed uh they did it because of that and major flooding in the 1950s um, that prompted that. And so there was an, an emergency flood control bill um, that provided sufficient enough funding for the construction of the dam at Orville. Um, regardless of whether it would be part of the SWP. So, so it, 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 it was built out of necessity it wasn't just built because hey but it was built out of necessity they had to do it <laughs> christmas flood of 1964 
So that river actually has a lot of history. Um, even in 1963, they had, uh, workers had poured uh, 252,000 cubic yards of concrete that comprised a 128-foot section of that dam. Wow. And so if it was built... Wow. What year was that? So anyway, it looks like it's had issues. Um, that whole area has been plagued, and they've had to use that. So, And it's one of the biggest ones. So, okay. Second largest in California. Oh, man-made river. So anyway, enough about that. We've talked about that. Now let's talk about some other news. What? North Korea. North Korea. We're next. um, Or they're next. Um, So Russia's getting mad. Uh, So they're getting poised and ready um, to see where we're at. North Korea um, actually has now a third American being held... um, I said against his will, for lack of a better term. He was actually trying to leave North Korea and was detained. Um, another one was a journalist and another one was an older man that was a, I want to say he was working. So there's three people that are being detained, American citizens that are being detained in North Korea. They've had uh, failed missile attempts. Um, and... And we're not going to let them. I know for a fact that Trump is not going to let them uh, succeed at firing a missile. Also, it looks like Russia is starting to get poised and do some stuff. So I'm a little worried. North Korea looks like um, a big threat, even though they don't have um, they don't have much success with missiles. Um, they have nuclear stuff so we could be looking at thermal nuclear war on some level um it's not like i don't think they they don't have the same kind of like um infiltration as someone like isis or something where they're going to bring the war to us but they're probably going to do whatever they can and they're going to get aligned with whoever and then trump he's he's one of those figure it out once huh they only they only need to figure it out once well, yeah, all they have to do is figure it out once or not even figure it out once. What if they just try to fire one off and it doesn't work? You know, it's not just like a firecracker that went off. And so, you know, it gets launched and it doesn't make it. It's going to take somebody else out and start nuclear war here on Earth. And and Trump is not, you know, he's got his hands on the nuclear football. And so he's 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 ready to go. Um, I'm worried about that. So, and he's already showed that he has no control when it comes to, um, to, uh, the normal rules of engagement when it comes to war, he's supposed to go to Congress. He didn't with Syria. He didn't go with, uh, the, the strike on, uh, Afghanistan either. So what's going to stop him from doing this there? Um, he also sent out a fleet, um, going towards North Korea, but they were actually headed in the wrong direction. He actually sent the RUS fleet to go cover the waters towards North Korea, but it was shown in air that he sent them towards where? Australia. So he actually had a fleet 
of of uh, uh, naval ships headed towards Australia instead of uh, North Korea. And somebody, which I don't understand. Do they actually get, do they get their Google Maps from Trump? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand because why would he say, okay, there's got to be something wrong in that story there because our government is not that stupid to go, okay, Mr. President, you said you wanted to cover this, but we're actually sending them there and somebody wouldn't fucking tell him. Really? I don't... I, I have a hard time with that one. You, you can't tell me the... Whatever military personnel that has to be there. Trump's not... Can't make pick up the phone and call the air and tell them, okay, this is where you're going. Yeah, let's actually a military get... military personnel I'll give needs you a, to I'll do give that. You a good, I'll give you and a you can't good. tell me that that military personnel doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, so let's go to the New York Post. Okay. The New York Post is well. Actually, the Post. I don't. I don't. I I actually don't trust the Post either. So I'm not going to go to the Post. Wow, Fox News. There's some really shitty people. Um, I don't trust. That's the problem with the news. That's like, I think it was Brian Crow, and I were were saying, people. I believe that if you're a newscaster, your personal opinion should not be put out there. Everybody's got a personal opinion. I do taxes, but my personal opinion has got nothing to do with your tax return. The only thing that has to do with your tax return is whether or not the law says I can take it or not, period. And if the law tells me I can't take it, I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry, that's not valid. I can't take that. Here is why. So what'd you find? Um, see, I was... Uh, I wanted to get a, news, a credible news source because the first oh, 20 pages were all bullshit newspapers. Um, Okay, so let's go straight to CNN and see what they got on in here. Hold on. Let's do this. Incident uh, which is being blamed on miscommunication undermine the trust that the American public needs to have uh, in the military and in the commander-in-chief, the president of the United States, or is this simply a, a little blunder? It certainly doesn't help, Wolf. You know, the one thing that American people and really the international world at large need from the president of the United States is a level of credibility uh, to ensure both our allies and our foes that when we speak, we mean it. Now, I happened to be um, in Japan and South Korea last week with some of my Republican and Democratic colleagues when the word came that they were sending the Carl Vinson to the Sea of Japan. Uh, it was happened while we were there. And I can tell you that it rattled a lot of people there uh, because no two countries are more vulnerable to a potential attack by North Korea than South Korea and Japan. And what this incident highlights, at least to me, is how important it is for us to reassure our allies that we will be there for them when they need us and that our word is our bond. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, the administration, you can't just write this off as a mistake. They can't afford to make mistakes like this. 
Well, did you and your Republican and Democratic colleagues when you were in Korea and Japan the other day, did you have any idea that this battle, this, this strike force, the Vincent strike force was actually moving closer towards Australia, away from the region, even as we were all given the impression it was moving towards the Korean Peninsula? Did you have any clue at all that the statements were incorrect? None at all. And in fact, when we were there, we met with uh, the Prime, Prime Minister Abe, and we met with the Foreign Minister, who is now the head of South Korea, and a lot of other officials in the area, military people as well. And these, these statements have consequences. When you say something is happening, these words come from the President of the United States, and they are given in an atmosphere that is already fraught with a lot of tension, especially in the area we were uh, last, last week. Uh, you can't make mistakes like that. Okay, so basically what it says is as the White House was uh, talking about sending naval, the naval armada to the Korean Peninsula, uh, the very ships in question were on their way to participate in a military exercises in the Indian Ocean, some 35,000 miles away, or I'm sorry, 3,500 miles away in the opposite direction. A senior administration official blamed a miscommunication between the Pentagon and the White House over reports that the aircraft carrier has not made its way to the Sea of Japan, also known as the EC, as an expected show of force in, in North Korea. Um, the official blamed the mix-up on a lack of follow-up with the commanders overseeing the movements of the USS Carl Vincent aircraft carrier. Um, so basically, they were. They were totally headed in the wrong direction. Okay, again, but that's... It wasn't necessarily Trump, but it was, a, a, it was a, a miscommunication somewhere, but Trump is not the... The Trump one is not blame. the one who says, hey, this is ex specifically where the troops are going because he says where he wants them to go. But he doesn't actually, you know. Right. He doesn't there, actually. There's, a, there's many middlemen in between that. Oh, so he doesn't. He's not the one that actually prints up the Google Maps and hands, no. hands it to the commanders. Gotcha. OK, so but, but then when we look at stuff like. Um, um, hold on. I can't even type in. Yeah, there's always middlemen. Um, what are you thinking? Um, when he was actually, when he was talking about the, the, the raid on Syria, he actually mistakenly said the wrong thing um, to a reporter with CNN. Um, uh, yeah. about which country he was we're sitting at the table we had finished dinner we're now having dessert and we had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen and president she was enjoying it so what happens as i said we've just launched 59 missiles heading to iraq well you headed to syria yes heading toward syria and i want you to know that so <laughs> when your commander in chief can't even get it right i know okay so it's just another thing i'm just saying it's it's kind of screwed up from the top all the way down but you're right there's there's so many fail safes and to blame trump for our armada going in the wrong direction is kind of misguided i would agree okay i agree okay and so we can't blame everything on Trump is what you're saying is we can't blame everything on Trump.
No. Not everything. Okay. No. All right. Gotcha. And that, no, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not saying I agree with all of his crap because I really don't. But right. I, I have a hard time blaming him for things that I logically can go, yeah, he, that can't have come just from him. No, I, so, I, I mean, right. He, the, the whole purpose of having a military with, you know, levels of you have to follow this person, that person, whatever that, you know, whatever, lieutenants, sergeants, whatever they're called. Right. Right. There's somebody. The generals the, or the whatever. Right. Yeah. There's, so there's a hierarchy that you have to go through. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Trump, there, there's, Trump a cha- the there's, a, there's a chain of command. Trump is on the top of that totem pole. Right. He's the top. He's and the commander in chief. about the bottom right. of the totem pole went to the wrong place. Right. Who on that totem pole screwed up? Right. Who the hell knows? But you can't blame that on one person. Well, the funny thing is... And even, that's that's my whole point. Well, you even, can't blame everything on him when there's a whole bunch of fucking middle people. Well, and the one thing is they were blaming the one, which is the Carl Vincent, which is their specific carrier. And so did the captain or the the person the head of that ship look at the first mate and say okay set your set your uh your your graph for you know the uh, sea of japan or did he say head for australia <laughs> and then how do they get their bearing yeah, which and coordinates all their did yeah, they which use? coordinates and, and and who laid this yeah where was where was that miscommunication i don't think it was between the white house and the pentagon I think it was between the captain and the whatever. Because I guess when you get an order, you're just supposed to follow it. You're not supposed to question it. So if they go head to Australia, you better go to fucking Australia. Yeah, but when you're talking <laughs> when you're talking to the president of the United States and he's telling you to do some strategic move that you may look like um, we're getting ready to piss somebody else off, you... Your job is to fucking question him. Are you sure? Right. This is where we're fucking going? Because we have, we have major fucking issues everywhere else. Why are we going here? That's his fucking job. Right. So no, if, if that was the miscommunication, if Trump did really actually say that and he didn't question it, well, then there's your fucking error. It's right. not Trump. It's the guy who didn't fucking question him. Oh, for sure. Um, all right, guys. You don't follow an idiot down the road unless you're a lemming. <laughs> All right. Um, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a little bit of music, a little bit of comedy. Uh, it'll be the top of the hour. Then we'll come back, talk to you guys then. Um, what we're going to do is a little bit of Eagles right here. And uh, here we go. We'll be back after this. <laughs>
Don't think I'm a bad person for making that joke. Don't think I'm a bad guy for saying that. I'm a good guy. Like, I would never hit a woman. You know? I would never hit a woman. Even if she had a knife or a stutter. <laughs> That's not how I do business. You know? <laughs> In fact, I might be one of the greatest guys of all time. <laughs> like, I've got a kid in Africa. Yeah. I've got a kid in Africa that I feed, that I clothe, that I school, that I inoculate for 75 cents a day. <laughs> Which is practically nothing you know, compared to what it costs to send them there. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are doing great so far. <laughs> I love performing in Chicago. The only weird thing about performing in Chicago for me is after all my shows, everybody just wants to do drugs with me. I'd be like, Anthony, that was hilarious. I got a joint on me. Let's go smoke it. <laughs> hey, Jesselnick, amazing job, as usual. <laughs> I've got mushrooms in my backpack. Let's eat them. <laughs> and I've got to keep telling them the same thing I'm going to tell you guys right now. Hey, assholes. <laughs> I'm fucking famous. <laughs> Give it to me. perspiration odor come between friends. Ordinary soap leaves thousands of bacteria on your skin, sort of like this. And these are the cause of perspiration odor. Dial with AT7 removes most of these bacteria, not just from under arms, but all over. Dial protects you long after your daily bath. Never lets perspiration odor come between friends. She likes people, people like her. And people who like people like Dial. Aren't you glad you use Dial? Don't you wish everybody did? Here's great news about two wonderful Baraxo hand cleaning products. First, Baraxo powdered hand soap in a new plastic decorator container. 
looks like this on the grocery shelf and like this on your bathroom or kitchen sink. Perfect for everyday hand washing. Baraxo washes hands cleaner and faster than bar soaps can. And here's exciting new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner. Watch. Just a little dab. Removes paint, soil stains, grease, shoe polish, or wax. In fact, new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner removes the toughest dirt or stain. Gets hands clean and smooth fast, anytime. In the workshop, camping, on the road, anywhere. Without water. What a convenience. That's new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner. And remember Baraxo powdered hand soap in the attractive new plastic container. Both at your grocers now. Will do, will do. Tell beauty by will do. Things for you know both can do. No soap so mild, yet clean so clean as Bell Beauty Bar. And Bell leaves no soap. I know you, I walked with you once upon a dream. I know you, that look in your eyes is so familiar. Hello, this is Jesus coming to you from Australia. I can't tell the difference between the Lamb of God and the kangaroo of gold. Some girls think it's enough to be clean. I like to feel more than clean. That's why I use Camille. Camille leaves my skin feeling clean and creamy. Camille has cold cream in it. Lingering cold cream. When you rinse off the soap, a trace of the cream lingers. You'll be clean and creamy. Why everything goes wrong all the time in my life. And the only thing that makes me feel any better is bitching about it to you. You want to look clean and creamy. Yeah? All over. That's why I bathe with Cam. Now in the soap with lingering cold cream. Looking clean and creamy with Came. So long, Rosie. See you next trip, fellas. How you doing, Eddie? Oh, hi, Eddie. Hi. What's new at the soap factory? For you, Rosie. Wow, a whole bar of soap. Now, wait a minute. Come here. This is super lathering, Came. Get a load of that lather. Feel it. Oh. It has twice the lather of regular soap. I feel it. And twice the cream. I feel it. Imagine all that lather and all that cream making you feel soft all over. I feel it. I feel it. You do. You're about to enter the no-spin zone, the factor, because right now.
I'm Bill O'Reilly. I hope you're having a terrific evening. <laughs> the subject of tonight's Talking Points memo is the scandal everyone's been talking about all week. A scandal no one thought I'd have the guts to address head-on about the shocking allegations of abuse of power that have been leveled against the Obama <laughs> Let's bring in Fox News investigative reporter Laura Dewey with an update. What's that? Laura no longer works at the company? What, did she get the check? Okay, fine. I'm told we do have Fox News analyst Malia Zimmerman, who's normally in studio, but is now reporting live via satellite from exactly 500 yards away. <laughs> Malia, great to have you. Uh-huh. Malia, you spoke to former Obama security advisor Susan Rice, and you told her, I believe she illegally leaked the names of Trump's people to the media, correct? Yes, and she denied it. So you asked her point blank, and she said? No. Okay, but when, you, when she said no, what was her vibe? Her vibe? Yeah, like when she said no, did her eyes say yes? Yeah, sometimes they'll do that. No, they just said no. Okay, but was it a firm no, or was it more like uh, convince me? Oh, man. Uh, can we do that thing we talked about? All right, terrific reporting, Malia. Thanks for having me, Bill. We're going to take a quick break. As you know, uh, 60 of our sponsors have pulled their ads from the program. No word as to why yet. But we thank the following sponsors for sticking with us. The O'Reilly Factor is brought to you by Dog Cocaine. Turns out you can teach a dog new tricks. And one of them is doing cocaine. And the O'Reilly Factor is also sponsored by Prescription Strength Eloquist. It's Cialis for horses. Get your horses boned up and see what happens with Eloquist, the official horse aphrodisiac of the Factor. And finally, the movie Chips. Chips. Oops. Very proud of all of our sponsors. Now, this is hard for me to discuss. But I've also been in the news this week. Apparently, several women have come forward and accused me of offering them exciting opportunities here at Fox News. <laughs> Beyond that, the details are a bit fuzzy, but one man was brave enough, one man, to come into my defense, a man who was unimpeachable on all female issues, and now he's here tonight. People, please welcome the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Hello, hi. Hello, everyone. Good evening, Bill. It's so wonderful to be here on The Factor. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan as well, and it's an honor to have you here. And can I just say, Mr. President, you look even better on TV. I know, I do. I look fantastic. And can I tell you something? I actually see a lot of myself in you, Bill. Thank you, Mr. President, and thank you for coming to my defense last week, even though no one asked you to. And you even went as far as saying, quote, Bill O'Reilly did nothing wrong. That's correct. And that's based upon... Hunch, just a loose hunch. So you're not familiar with the facts of the case. I mean, I'm more familiar with this case than I am with, say, health care, but I didn't really look into it much, no. I was too busy being super presidential by bombing a bunch of... Well, I deeply appreciate your support on behalf of all women, and I'd like to thank you, Donald Trump, for promoting Sexual Assault Awareness Month. That's right, Bill. It's a subject that's near and dear to my hand. 
Well, thank you for stopping by the factor, Mr. President, and keep up the good work. Wait, is that a joke? Excuse me? A lot of people have been saying, keep up the good work, but then I found that it was a joke. <laughs> I was not making a joke, Mr. President, oh. and I promise. I'm back, baby. <clears throat> and don't forget to check out my new hit book, Old School, Life in the Sane Lane, terrific title. It's about having great morals and values, and it couldn't have come at a better time. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and thanks for watching The Factor. There you go. So, actually, Bill O'Reilly actually gets the boot last week from uh, Fox. He had one of the leading, the biggest show on Fox. He ended up getting, because all of his sponsors got pulled, um, he definitely felt the heat. Um, 